0: I uh, j- perfect. All right, testing, one, two, there we go. All right, everybody good? Happy Sunday. All right, if you have your Bibles, get your Bibles out. If you don't have a Bible, scoot close to your neighbor. You can share theirs. They already told me it was cool. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, I'll turn. We're going to be in Acts. Anybody know what chapter we're in? 21. You guys are so good. See, Josh actually tried to skip. Uh, I think he was trying to go from 20 to 23. And, uh, you know, he, he knew that he was going to be gone. He's backpacking this weekend in the Beartooth Mountains. So if you know anything about his family, uh, last week he shared how his wife, ran, they ran into a grizzly bear. Uh, Josh, they just have a knack for exciting stories. So we're just going to take actually the rest of church and pray for Josh's safety. Okay. <laughs> um. But no, he, they're in the process of building a house and he just, he needed a few days to get away and his wife said yes, everybody here said yes and so he's out exploring and enjoying uh, the wonderful summer. Anybody here having a great summer? I mean, this is unbelievable, okay. He's off celebrating, so you are, uh, you're left with me. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, yeah, thank you, you're, so, you're too kind. This, I will say, this is a little tall for me. I'm not the tallest person in the world. We'll be in Acts chapter 21, and how many of you, this is just by way of starting, okay? How many of you tend to be addictive kind of people? Like when you do something, it's all you think about, it's all you do, okay? Well, people's hands are being raised for them, okay? Uh, what, what about, have you ever been gripped by something that has consumed your mind, Yes. In the back. Okay. I won't embarrass you because I don't want you to share those things. Uh, but I will admit that I love extreme sports. I've told you this. I love to ski. We were driving down Everell Hill last night and I said to my wife, I wish that I was skiing down this hill because I wouldn't have to slow down. Right? The, the cars, you got to brake. You got to go, go around the corners. I love doing anything fast and uh, dangerous. Okay. Um, what, what about uh, anybody have smartphones and you're playing the, the best, the most popular game right now? No. no, I wouldn't guess most of you, but some of you who, who plays right here, this young, strapping, fine man, you play Pokemon Go? Oh, yeah, raise it up. Okay, be honest. How many of you have the game on your phone? Anybody? Anybody? I'm an adult. You're an adult. OK. OK. Exactly, okay. (laughs) Um, Okay, this would have been a great youth illustration, apparently, but okay, Pokemon Go. So if you don't know what this is, you're using your smartphone and the camera in your smartphone to collect things. Think of, this is a great example, Pac-Man. You ever played Pac-Man where you pick up the cherries? Okay, very similar, but way cooler then Pac-Man, you use your actual camera on your phone, you walk around. We see people co- driving into our neighborhood to come pick up Pokemon. It's strange, actually. But people are so consumed, they're falling off cliffs, they're going to Central Park, thousands of people. What, else are, what other crazy things are they doing? Getting into, car accidents. Getting into car accidents, right? Anything else? One person actually found a dead body in a park. That's not a Pokemon, that's a dead body, Okay. That's weird, but think of, okay, think of this. Now, one of my favorite movies is Field of Dreams. Anybody else? Yes, come on. Um, so that guy became so consumed with what? Baseball. And he, he, he had a crazy idea. He felt like he was told. All he could think about was building the, the field for them. If you build it, they will come, right? One of the best lines ever. I love that movie so much. Well, I think we're going to watch that instead of praying for Josh. Okay, or of course, Lord of the Rings. Now, I'm not very smart. I have no um, imagination. I don't read fantasy books. I fall asleep. Every Lord of the Rings movie, I've fallen asleep, guaranteed. I just, I know, I know. You can walk out right now. Anything I say has, no, has nothing to it, no value. But I just want to give you a few, uh, a few illustrations of how people can become so consumed with one thing. It's very easy, and especially if your personality lends to that sort of stuff, you, you just get consumed. And I'll admit, I'm very much that way. I get into, if it's winter, skiing. If it's summer, laying on the beach. Uh, you know, if it's a sports season, whatever the season is, I'm into it. I love it. And uh, today I want to talk about, we're, we're in Acts chapter 21. We're still talking about uh, Paul and he's on his travels. And Josh uh, did a great job sharing in chapter 20 of uh, Paul was saying goodbye to the Ephesian elders saying, I didn't uh, hold back from sharing everything I, I knew to you, including my life. And now Paul is, is continuing on this journey, kind of going away from these churches he helped build. And as I was getting ready for this, if we go back to chapter 20... Verse 22, this struck me, okay? And think of this in relation to what we're saying this morning. Verse 22 in chapter 20. And now, behold, I'm going to Jerusalem constrained by the Spirit. Okay, so even Paul, we can find out here, even Paul had this kind of personality where uh, he was uh, so uh, narrow-minded and focused that he was constrained here by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me, And every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. So the key here, what we're going to be talking about this morning, and the title that uh, that I came up with for this message, is trust fall. If any of you guys played that game where you, That's oh, it's kind of a game, kind of a, a team building exercise where you do the trust fall. Any of you be honest? Any of you do that uh, activity and ever were dropped? Okay. <laughs> that doesn't help your trust. Okay, that, that makes it worse. But trust fall this morning. Paul was constrained by the Spirit. We, we see that Paul's about 22 years into his ministry. He's, he's helped start many churches. He's gone to uh, the Greek and the Jews, and he's seen God do great things. How many of you think Paul could have been a pretty mature follower of Jesus? Yes, this morning as we as we read this, as we as I share, my goal is the Bible is not just a history book. It's for us. It's uh, the revelation, the inspiration, the challenge is for you and I to see what God spoke through his word and apply those things to our life. This isn't a history lesson. I'm not a a history professor. This is for us and God's word changes us. And I believe that will be the case this morning. Let's just pray real fast as we get into the word. God, we thank you this morning that you are, your word is living and active. God, we thank you that everything we need for life and for godliness is found in your word. We pray This morning, would you open our minds? Would you open our hearts? God, we thank you that you want to continue us on, on the path of our life. God, I'm so grateful personally that you didn't leave me where I was when I first understood that you were real and had a plan for my life. We pray this morning, open our spirits to receive what you're saying to us, that we would leave change and our cities and states and nations would leave changed as well. We give you praise. In your name we pray, Amen. Amen. Acts 21 is where we will be this morning. If you want to turn your Bibles there, we'll be there. We'll be reading through verses 1 through 14. And we're talking about Paul and how he was constrained by the Spirit, how he was uh, motivated, how he was pushed, how uh, uh, all he could think about was doing what he knew to do. And in this context, we're talking about uh, uh, being led by the Holy Spirit and doing kingdom building. But uh, for us, that challenge is often tough living in our culture. See, uh, we must have an experiential knowledge God is real, just like Paul eventually did, and that God has intent and desires for our world and our life specifically. See, we must have that revelation before Paul was, he was going about doing a job and actually uh, crucifying and and persecuting the the followers of the way. He was going about doing a job until God broke in and he had an experiential experience, if you can say that, right? He experienced God in a fresh and an amazing way. And each of us, we, we were born, none of us choose to be born. None of us choose where we're born or how we're born or where we live, but uh, God ordains these things. And until we come to a place in our life where God is real to us, okay, once we get there, when we get to that place, we also must know that God has a will, intent, and purpose for the overall world and for us. And that's what I want to talk about with us this morning. Trusts fall. What is God constraining you and I to do very generally as a church, as a people in the world? And what is he constraining or uh, desiring for you to do in the world? And I believe there, there are many things that give us ideas or give us thoughts. But as we go through Acts chapter 21, uh, we may get some clarity on how God is speaking to us. But first, I'm going to read this to you. And, and many of us know this, Matthew chapter 6. Jesus is talking about how he talks to his father. His, his disciples were asking for a lesson on prayer. And this is what he said to them, Matthew 6, uh, 9 through 13. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Very literally, that mean, uh, means, God, your things be done. Yeah. Continuing on, on earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. See, starting there, even how we converse with God, uh, and this is probably more personal for those who have a relationship or may talk to God or may listen to God, but even in this, the model for how we talk and listen and communicate with our Heavenly Father is such, saying, your will be done in my life. Acts chapter twenty one. We'll read now verses one through fourteen. If you have your Bible, you're ready to read it. Say ready. ready. Okay, we're missing. Uh, I, I do know this. We're missing Chris Hameline. You know, if we if we ask any questions, Chris is always the first. Say here, or he's ready to go or count back. So, all those guys are off celebrating. Well, but if you are in Acts chapter twenty one, here we go. Verse one, one through fourteen, and I'll take a deep breath. Says this, and when we had parted from them and set sail, we came by a straight course to Cause, and then the next day to Rhodes, and from there to Patera. And having found a ship crossing to Phoenicia, we went aboard and set sail. When we had come inside of Cyprus, leaving it on the left, we sailed to Syria and landed at Tyre, for there the ship was to unload its cargo. And having sought out the disciples, we stayed there for seven days, and through the Spirit, they were telling Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. See, to, as we read these, would you do me a favor? Would you, would you look for places that people are hearing from God? Through these verses we hear a few times, but it says, uh, and through the Spirit, verse, uh, verse uh, 4 in the middle there, it says, and through the Spirit they, the disciples, were telling Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. When our days there were ended, we departed and went on our journey and they all with wives and children accompanied us until we were outside the city and kneeling, I skipped, there we go, kneeling down the beach, we prayed and said farewell to one another. Then we went on board the ship and they returned home. When we had finished the voyage from Tyre, we arrived at Ptolemy and we greeted the brothers and stayed with them for one day. On the next day, we departed and came to Caesarea and we entered the house of Philip, the evangelist, who was one of the seven and stayed with them. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied, that is, spoke words of God, encouragement, inspirations from God. Verse 10, while we were staying there for many days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea and coming to us, he took Paul's belt. First off, that's strange, right? (laughs) He walks in, takes his belt For I am ready, not only to be in prison, but even to die in Jerusalem, for the name of Lord Jesus. Uh, and and since he would not be persuaded, we ceased and said, "Let the will of the Lord be done." After these days, we got ready and went up to Jerusalem, and. The, is the end there. Oh, you guys got up there. Amazing. But as you, as you, a few things to notice in those verses. See, the Spirit was speaking to many people, disciples and, and prophets and evangelists and those that prophesied. But if you notice a common thread through there, he's also speaking to uh, what was most important at this time, this person, he was speaking to Paul. And he had spoken to Paul, and Paul had heard the voice of the Lord, and it says, let the will of the Lord be done. This morning, I want to talk about the will of God, the will of God in the world, the will of God in our life, and uh, hopefully this will help us. Number one, the general will of God. Here are a few things God is doing on the earth. You ready? Number one, he is about, God is about justice and truth. Psalm 33.5, if you're writing notes, he is about justice and truth on the earth. Secondly, God is about salvation. 2 Timothy 2.4 says God wants all men to come to a saving knowledge of himself. He is about salvation. So much so that God all throughout history, before and after, had a plan to reconcile us to himself. The Bible is all about Jesus. It's all about God's love for us, making a way for us to have relationship with the God of the universe. He has had a plan. He has been about salvation since the beginning of time. Thirdly, the general will, God is about uh, harmony and peace. Sorry, I keep kind of blowing into the microphone there. I'm breathing heavy. I swear I'm in decent shape. <laughs> um, he's about harmony and peace. And these things, you know, as we discuss the will of God, the general will of God, if we, if we look out on the earth, Much of this is not happening. And that's because we live in, in a state where things are, the kingdom is. God, Jesus lived and died and raised again uh, to new life. This, uh, victory has been won, but the kingdom is now, but not quite all the way yet. There will come a day when all things will be made new, new heaven, new earth, and our, our, our victorious king will come back and, and things will be made new. But now, it's it's now, but not yet. And we look out and, and a harmony and peace are not much of what we see. A Justice and truth are, are not ever, Throughout the world, but God is about those things, and it doesn't mean He's not making those things come to pass. Fourthly, the general will of God is that the kingdom, His kingdom, His family, would continue to be built and grow and expand. The the Bible talks about we are to be uh, and bear the manifold wisdom of God to the world. His church, His family, the manifold wisdom of God going, going out. Now, specifically, the general will of God for His church family, for His His believers. Here's a few things. Number one, He is about loving obedience. He wants us to be about loving obedience, like a good father. He wishes that we would uh, listen to truth and listen to Him, not because He's pushy or controlling or or much of what people say or think He is, but because He's good. And he wants good for us. Secondly, the general will of God for his people is worship. He wants our worship. He, he wants us to magnify his name. He, he wants us to lift Jesus high because there is no other name that can be exalted other than that of Jesus. He is the, the Bible often talks about God being a jealous God. He, he, he's, uh, he wants our relationship to be uh, with him. And in a jealous and a good way, not a weird, crazy ex-girlfriend kind of way like he wants us to desire to be with him, to spend time with him, to be like to be like him, look in the mirror and say, "Do I look like Jesus? Am I becoming more like God?" Uh, the next one, God wants his people to have love for one another. And uh, several weeks ago, I shared, and we talked about some of those things, loving one another are some of the hardest things we have to do. and next And the the message title this morning is Trust Fall. God wants his people to trust him. And which uh, being, you know, maybe your personality will lend you to be, want to lead the way or make things happen and trust is hard for you. God says, trust me today. I am good. I have your best uh, interests at heart. And that's what he challenges his family to do. So as we're talking about trust fall, point number one on a couple big points today is this, point number one, how can we know the will of God for our life? And I'm not gonna pr- stand up here and pretend to know everything, okay? As such, th- these are never all-inclusive. This is, oh, Andrew said this, or this is, th- this is as we're reading the passages, I wanna encourage you and encourage you in these things that we can know the will of God for our life. And I wanna spur us on to these things. So uh, how can we know the will of God for our life? Captain Obvious says, number one, The Bible, okay? The Bible is the inspired, uh, perfect word of God. Did uh, imperfect uh, people put it together and, and yes. But do we believe that God inspired it inspired them to write it and collect it? Is it beneficial? Do we believe all, uh, much of what's in there? Yes, the Bible is infallible. It's inspired. It's, it's what we need for life and godliness. So we turn to when we not want to know the will of God for our life specifically, the only place you can go isn't the internet, it's the Bible, okay? It's not Pokemon, it's the Bible. We need to uh, uh, make sure and, and you know, just in my life, I'm feeling refreshed and stirred in this, but we need to be reading. We need to be listening to it. We need to be speaking the Bible in all aspects, in all areas of our life, because the Bible is, when you get it in you, it changes you, just like when you plant seeds. Uh, We know many people are great gardeners in the church. Our family, eh, we're about a five out of 10. (laughs) We're okay. Um, But when you plant seeds, you reap a harvest uh, of what you've sown. The Bible, uh, God's word reaps good harvest in us. Seek after, uh, how else can we know the will of God for our life? Seek after it. Pray for it. Ask God, what do you you want in my life? What can I do that only I can do in the world? I know for me, I'm asking this question. God's probably like, just shut up and just listen already. I've already told you, (laughs) right? I made you like this, just go do this. But seek after it, pray for it. How else can we know the will of God in our life? The Holy Spirit. Verse 23, uh, you know, actually 2022 says Paul was constrained. He was consumed. He was, it's all he could think about. People were trying to convince him of, hey, hey, you know, if you go here, this is what's going to happen. I mean, don't, don't do this. Common sense would say, hey, Paul, don't go to Jerusalem. It's going to be tough for you. It's not going to work out. But Paul, Paul knew. He would already heard. He realized the Spirit spoke to him as well. But we need to be listening to the Spirit in our life. Also, uh, others filled with the Spirit can speak to us, can encourage us. Uh, uh, several times as we read this, it says uh, d- the disciples through the spirit are other people in the spirit, being filled with the spirit. If you, uh, if we think about Philip, he was one of the additional Um, uh, apostles selected, it said before he was full of the spirit. Philip, full of the spirit. And so uh, Paul had these other people around him filled with the spirit. He needed the spirit of God for direction in his life. Just like we need input. We need others to not necessarily give us direction, but confirm what the spirit of God is telling us. Okay? Don't let somebody else give you a kooky word of what you should do. The Bible and God's word will tell you uh, the will of God for your life. Other people can confirm, can come alongside, can, can kind of add on to what God has told you. Uh, you need to be very careful in that area. Okay, the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. How many of you uh, have heard that voice uh, of God in your life? I remember way back even when I was in high school, and I, I, knew, I knew God, I knew about God probably when I was about nine years old. Went to a Christian school. We did uh, the play uh, Pilgrim's Progress. Like we, it was a great school and we went to great churches and I knew about God. But as I grew and as I went to middle school and high school and all the things, I became uh, more interested in other things. And even when I would get myself in bad situations or I'd make uh, choices that I knew, ah, you know, this probably isn't good. There was a voice inside and it wasn't always my head, but it was my heart. And, uh, you know, I would do things or I would be places I would get a little nervous. I would like, ah, you know, I know that I might not, probably shouldn't shouldn't be here or I shouldn't be doing this. And, and uh, you know, looking back all these years, uh, that's the voice of God, that still small voice In us, God speaks to us. He's desiring that our ears would be tuned in, our heart would be softened, that that we could hear what he's saying to us. So listen, ask God, would you speak to me? Let me hear what you're saying for my life. The application today is what steps can can you take to know the will of God in your life? What steps can you take? Can you read the Bible uh, maybe five minutes? Uh, maybe you haven't been doing that. Can you listen to the Bible? Can you, can you uh, pray with uh, somebody else? And hey, I'm really seeking direction for my life. Would you, would you partner with me in this? Today, I believe, just like I said in the beginning, the Bible is for our benefit. It's for our good. And God wants to continue us on that path. See, uh, letter 1A in this one, one is how can we know the will of God for our life? 1A is what can keep us from hearing the will of God for our life. Number one, how about self-will? Okay, we have ideas of what we want to do, of uh, what we think is right, of, uh, you know, how we want things to play out. But remember back how we started this in Matthew 6. If you, if you have said to Jesus, yes to Jesus, and I want to follow the narrow path. See, uh, it, it's not always going to be fun. It's not always going to be great. And we, we celebrate this morning uh, baptism and, and raising to new life. But God never promised us sunshine and rainbows and butterflies. He says, I promise never to leave you and never to forsake you. He called his disciples and said, leave everything you have and follow me. They left their careers, their families, their people to follow Jesus. He didn't say, leave me so that it may be perfect with you. He said, no, follow me and I'll give you life. Right? I'll give you lightness. I'll take the yoke off of your shoulders. And, and sometimes the hindrance to uh, letting God's will be in our life is ourself. And Matthew 6, as, as you know, Jesus was saying, this is how you pray. God, your will for my life. We need to pray, God, uh, help us to keep our will at bay because it's easy. I want to do this for my life and I want to go here and I have ideas, but when we turn our life over to Jesus, we're saying, God, your will for my life. We need to continue listening to what God would say. Number two, how can we walk in the will of God for our life? Again, very, very simply said, difficult to walk out. Galatians uh, 5.16 is is what we'll hinge this on, but we need to be, in order to walk out the will of God for our life, we must be filled with the Spirit, which is only possible by faith in Jesus Christ who won victory over death, hell, and the grave. See, Galatians 5.16 says this, but I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are all these things are against the Spirit and the desires of the Spirit. but It says, if you walk by the Spirit uh, at the very end, all these things are ours put on uh, by the Spirit of God. But it says, those who belong to Jesus Christ crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. See the key. Be filled with the Spirit every single day. And as we prayed this morning, we just pray, God, fill us. That's what we need. Yeah. If you're following Jesus and uh, we need the spirit of God, there's life, there's healing, there's encouragement in the spirit. And the only way to walk the will of God for your life is to be filled continually with the spirit of God. Right when the self will comes in and, and you start making your own plans, or this is what I want to do, uh, think back to what God has called you to. He said, Take up your cross, follow me, leave everything you have, follow me. And this is it's easier to look back and see the disciples, they didn't have much. But for us, here we are, Missoula, Montana, a beautiful place. Uh, most of us from the top 10% of the world, and what we make for a living. Uh, considered rich by many standards around the world. We're comfortable, we're healthy. Uh, Following Jesus, leaving all and forsaking our own will is much tougher uh, than it may have been for other people. Now also, the church of Jesus Christ has never been more persecuted around the world so we think of our brothers and sisters in the church around the world that they're seeing persecution that we can't even relate to who uh, they won't forsake Jesus for anything and they're paying a huge price for it. So today the the challenge to us is what steps can we take to, to begin or continue walking in the will of God for our life? What steps can we take? See, God doesn't want us to stall in our life. He he didn't call you to new life, to be filled by the Spirit, to join a great church, to just stall. He didn't call you to that. He called you to great things. He called me to great things. And to do those things, we must be filled by the Spirit of God. See, if you remember this this morning, the will of God won't take you where the Spirit of God won't sustain you. And we must remember that when, when it seems scary to say no to things, that your self-will may want. When it seems like, uh, you know, I'd I'd prefer to stay comfortable or do this, uh, even if it's an easy decision or or saying no to something, see the the spirit of God will so provoke you to things and it'll keep speaking to your heart and and challenging you. You need to step out in this area. You need to trust me in this area of finance or faith or or whatever it is. And and our self-will sometimes keeps us in fear. But as believers, we must operate out of faith. Okay? And the only way is being filled by the spirit, the, that will, the intent, the desire of God for our lives won't push us past a place where his spirit can't sustain us. Number three. Number two is how can we walk in the will of God for our life? Number three, what will happen when we walk in the will of God for our life? Good news. Bad news first. Okay, what will happen? Matthew 10, 29, Jesus talks about suffering, persecution. People will mock you. They'll stone you. They'll, uh, they won't like what you're doing because the kingdom of God is contrary, right? God is about harmony, peace, salvation, all the justice, truth. And when, we, when we're sh- uh, uh, spreading those things, people won't like what's in us. As we advance, Matthew 10, 29, persecution, think of Jesus Christ, okay? He he should have been the most loved, uh, the most appreciated person, but in turn, he was not. He was the most persecuted, even unto death. You think of Luke chapter 22, verse 22, it says this. He's in the garden, he's getting ready to go to the cross, and he says, uh, he prays in, in response to this to his father, he said, if it's possible, Lord, let this cup pass, but if not, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. See, Jesus probably didn't want to choose what he had to go through. And he continually filled by the Spirit, refreshed by God, and knowing God's purposes are about something bigger than even Jesus uh, was doing himself. See, he said, not my will, but your will. And he, he suffered unto death, death on a cross, for what, for what he did. See, we're, we're promised persecution, suffering, hatred. People will be rude to us when we obey the will of God for our life. Now, that's not all that we'll get, but we very much will get those things. You think of Paul, he knew, and, and people were saying, why, why would you go to Jerusalem? This is what awaits you. And Paul couldn't help but go because he was constrained and he knew by the Spirit. He had, he'd been in a relationship. God had spoken to him and he knew this is what God would have me to do. And I wonder, just wondering, how long it took Paul just to, to kind of give in to that. And just say, you know what, I, th- I know God has been telling me to do this. I don't want to do this. And he stayed, he stayed in the last church, I said, I think two years, until finally, he, he just said, "I'm constrained. there's nothing I can do. I know God is, is pushing me this direction, and because God is loving, gentle and kind, He doesn't make us do anything. He'll speak to us in that voice. He'll, he'll, uh, he'll speak to our heart in a gentle and a kind way, and eventually <laughs> We just say, okay, you know what, self-will, okay, I know what God is telling me to do, and I may not like what's going to come, but I trust in God. I trust what he's going to do with my life, and that's a challenge to us today. Just personally, uh, God is speaking to me to trust him more, to not, to not um, do things on my own and make things happen, but he's been speaking to me, and, uh, you know, he makes you nervous. Like, oh, come on, really? I mean, are you... No please no like don't you know don't make me deal with this or don't make me make this decision or don't but God is good, He wants us to be blessed, and we, we can't always see what's on the other side, but we can know uh, who who's pushing us to that area we The Bible doesn't tell us we need to know every step we take it says one step at a time. His word is a light to our path and a lamp unto our feet. And he'll never challenge us to something that he won't sustain us through. Jesus made it. Paul made it. How many other people God was speaking to? And his, his grace and his spirit sustained them through those things. Come on, church. God is calling us to our purpose. He's calling us to his intents and desires for our life. Are we we hearing the voice of God for our church? Are we hearing the voice of God and will for our lives and what God wants to do with us? Where are we at? Are Are we hearing? Are we ignoring? Are we not hearing at all? God is always speaking to us. See, Paul knew he was on the way to be shackled, chained, imprisoned, and and, uh, he was about the kingdom of God more than he was about himself. See, God promises us to never leave us, never forsake us. He promises us the peace that passes all understanding in our life, even in the midst of all the issues that may come. See, that's what God gives us. In new life, through the, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit, that peace, that fruit, that uh, what was not ours, we put on through Jesus Christ that we can walk through places and issues that uh, we couldn't do on our own. See, uh, Deuteronomy 28 talks about when we live in obedience to God, a blessing from God. When we trust and obey, it's a safe place to be. Would you agree? And when you know what's right and you make the right decision, you just know, I'm at peace with what I'm doing. God wants us to be in that place. See, when we, when we live in the will of God for our life, uh, there's blessing, there's also trust and dependence on God is increased. You know, we, we've heard the voice of God and we, we step out in faith and we obey. There's, a, there's a, a strengthening of that trust between us and the Lord. And uh, Also, there's the, the fear and anxiety about all the things and I'll just say all the things is, is your family, your community, all the, the things that uh, God wants in this world that aren't happening, the, the justice, the truth, the salvation. And, and uh, it's easy to pick up those things and just be fearful about all of it. And when we walk in the will of God for our life, we, we understand his will for these things and for the world. And uh, there's a, a faith that we can walk in and say, you know what? It, it may not be what, what I would like it to see, but I know the God that's holding the universe in his hands. I know he's good. I know he has a plan and his plan will be walked out. Would you agree? Okay, I want to do this. If you would stand with me this morning. Trust fall. You can trust in the God of the universe. You can trust he's good. I want to do this. uh, Also, uh, welcome up the worship team back up, please. And we'll have the uh, ministry team come up. Really, just uh, as we went through this, and as I was studying and, uh, and even you know we, we talked with uh, Trevor Trevor Payne over in uh, the u k and those guys, uh, and he 's just so encouraging he uh, he 's just saying they 're seeing a faith uh, for salvations in the summer, so you, you think of the summer and you think of travel and vacation and and uh, those guys and the other leaders they 're seeing a faith and feeling a faith for salvation and breakthrough. In the summer, and so we talked to them. And I believe this morning there are those that maybe uh, your trust has never been put into Jesus Christ. You you haven't understood that He has uh, plans and intent for the world. You haven't uh, maybe understood that you can have a relationship with God. Well, uh, today uh, we want to believe with you. We want to give you an opportunity to respond to the goodness of God because. Uh, as many of us have experienced this morning, and as uh, even Javier shared, and, and uh, just several things that have happened, God is good. He, he's available to us. A uh, relationship with Him is right here. It just takes us opening the door and saying yes to God, and, and He's right there. And I, I want to give us an opportunity this morning to respond to God respond to a relationship with him, respond to uh, uh, receiving his will for our life or uh, uh, sensing a challenge for us in our life. And so I want to do this. I don't do this uh, often, but I want to ask us if we would to close our eyes, I'm going to ask the worship team to pray, and uh, I just want to ask uh, if there are those of you out there that you want to say, you know what, I want to, today is the day I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I've, I've tried many other things, I've walked many other ways, but today, uh, the sense of God, the reality of God, just like Javier said, he, he was here and he was attending, it, and it wasn't until just something happened the spirit of God uh, 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 reveal to open his eyes, open his ears to the goodness of God and, and today, maybe today that 's happened to you, we want to give you the opportunity to say. Yes, God is real in my life. Yes, I want to I live for him. I want to walk out his purpose in my life. And as a church, we want to celebrate that with you. Also, uh, we want to celebrate in our life, God is pushing us to the purposes of God in this church and in our lives. We want to challenge one another in that. So with eyes closed. I want to know who who I could be praying for this morning. If you sense God speaking to your spirit and saying, today's the day, today's the day for new life, a new opportunity, a new mercy in what you've experienced. Uh, I would just, uh, just, simple, there's nobody looking. It's not about uh, who is raising their hand or who, is it, who isn't. But if you're here and you just sense today, I want a new chance or I want to recommit my life to Jesus Christ. If you're here, I would ask you right now, slip up your hand and just say, yes, me, count me in. Thank you, I see, I see those hands. Thank you. The spirit of God is here. He's loving, he's kind, he's good. His plans for you are for a hope and a future. And, and he's not waiting to just condemn you and make you feel bad. His, his love is never ending and he's always been pursuing you in love. Is there anybody else? Thank you that you'd say yes today, Jesus. Today I've seen a grace. I've seen a, a freshness in God that I never knew was there. Anybody else? Okay, I wanna take a minute and just Pray for those that raised their hands. There were several hands that that lifted men, women, young and old. God, we thank you that your spirit is is, uh, just what we need, God. And so we just pray this morning, those that you've revealed your spirit to your truth. The gospel is good news. God, it is a lightness to our life. It is no longer trying to attain our way to God, but receiving the grace of what you've done for us in your great love. And this morning, I thank you that for those that uh, lifted their hands and said, yes, I need the love of Jesus Christ. Yes, I believe Jesus came and, and lived and died and raised for me specifically. And this morning, we celebrate new life. God, I just pray that you would, encourage these lives who raise their hands. God, let them uh, not leave and, and stay disconnected. Let them, let them join into your family that you say we build each other up. God, we, we uh, support one another. We lift each other up. God, we want to just thank you also for uh, those that you would be speaking specifically the will and purpose for their life. God, we say rekindle Things that you've spoken to us, God, rekindle words that have, have driven our life for what we're supposed to do, what we're God. I pray help us to make decisions that align us with your will for our life. God, let us today take steps to be obedient to what you're calling us to. God, we trust in faith that you're good. We trust that you're gonna you're gonna be there when we take that step, God, and we just thank you. For your goodness, we love you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to do this. I want to have the worship team pray. If you lifted your hand, there's no reason to be ashamed, no reason to be embarrassed. I would ask you to come up and just talk with one of these people, pray with you. Come on, church. Let's let's celebrate that people are making a decision today. Let's lift our voices, lift our hands. If you also made a decision, you can write. You should have got a connection card. Write your name on there. We want to, we want to get in contact with you. If you want prayer uh, during this song or after this song, come up. Let's celebrate the goodness of God together as we close. I want to do this. Um, we'll, we'll send you off to relieve our uh, kids' workers. Uh, if you have any prayer requests, prayer needs, please put those on our connection cards. Fill them in and uh, uh, hand them in as you leave. There's buckets as you go. Um, if you raise your hand and uh, just said, hey, today I want to I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to rededicate. I just want to ask you, w- would you come meet me? I'll be in this back corner. I would love to talk to you. I don't want you to leave just without talking to anybody. There were several hands. Um, uh, I think that's all I've got I, uh, we, we love you guys, we'll be here next week we pray you have a blessed week thanks so much for being here and it's just so awesome to celebrate Javier way, way to go man, so, so awesome another round of applause And uh, be blessed, go out share this with everybody share how you feel, share what he's done in your life and we look forward to more testimonies as we meet again next week and thanks you guys, we love you